Hey, this is 633 Podcast, because we believe, Matthew 633, that says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm Kimberly Belrose, faith coach, and I've partnered with Sharon McComb, certified life coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of us to be living like we believe. We co-host Coaching Works episodes to bring an awareness of this profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. Now, Sharon's Checkmate episodes discuss many ways that we get stuck in life. Using her experience and tips, she shares how we can tackle these stuck points. But today, you're with me, Kimberly, and this is a wake-up episode. As you follow me in my journey with the Message Bible, with an ear open to Holy Spirit's revelation and breakthrough for our lives. So, here we are. Today, I'm sitting on my covered porch on a beautiful summer day in tourist country. And I hear the crows crowing and the frogs croaking and the cat playing amongst my flower bed. It is a beautiful day. But what is on my mind is what is this living like it that I talk about so often? You know, it isn't just your believer that I want to wake up. It's my own too. What would Jesus do if he were me or if he were you? How would it change our lives? So I've been thinking about Brother Lawrence's book in practicing his presence. And what does it mean? What does it look like to be practicing his presence? You know, I tell my grandkids, even from the age of two, I tell them when I'm trying to get them to pronunciate words correctly, that it just takes practice. It takes practice making the sounds and forming our tongue and our lips right. I tell my three-year-old and my six-year-old, you know, it takes practice learning how to read and know our letters, how to hold our pencil. I've told them through every stage of life and especially, you know, and my own children do, of course. But life just takes practice. When I go for a new job, I have to learn and I have to practice. I think of when I was waitressing and and how my very first day, actually a couple of shifts, they had me shadow the head waitress everywhere she went, how she talked to people, how she interacted, how she used the system, where things were, how she spoke to the staff and the cooks and wrote the bills and took the money. Everything in that life, I shadowed her and I practiced. Now, back to Brother Lawrence's book. He has a book called Practicing His Presence. And if you read the back of that book and you bought it, you would really think that Brother Lawrence is going to take us on a journey of, you know, types of prayer and fasting and solitude and, you know, drawing us closer to the Lord. That's what I expected the book to be about. And lo and behold, his book isn't 
It's about practicing his presence in our everyday life. Now, before I go to some of the things that Brother Lawrence says, I want to read from the Message Bible. Surprised, aren't you? (laughs) Anyways, here we go. I want to read from Galatians chapter 3. And maybe I even need to start just a little bit with that. I don't know about you, but I know about me. When I became born from above, (laughs) my biggest surprise was that God accepted me just as I was. I had to choose to believe that his son paid for my debt, my penalty. Because if I got what I deserved, I would deserve death. There is not one human being on the face of this planet that is completely sinless. You know, you can go ahead and you can look at all the 542 laws or whatever they are in the Old Testament and how before Jesus Christ paying for our sin, we had to keep them. But because of Jesus, because my believer woke up and chose to believe then my sin was taken care of. And yet, somehow through life, I tend to forget? Not really. But maybe try to earn my keep again, so to speak. So this is what Paul begins to talk to when he writes the letter to the Galatians. And so the Message Bible reads like this, um, starting in verse 1. Paul says, You crazy Galatians! Did someone put a hex on you? Have you taken leave of your senses? Something crazy has happened, for it's obvious that you no longer have the crucified Jesus in clear focus in your lives. His sacrifice on the cross was certainly set before you clearly enough. Let me put this question to you. How did your new life begin? Was it by working your heads off to please God? Or was it by responding to God's message to you? Are you going to continue this craziness? For only crazy people would think that they could complete by their own efforts what was begun by God. If you weren't smart enough or strong enough to begin it, how do you suppose you could perfect it? Do you go through this whole painful learning process for nothing? Is It is not yet a total loss, but it certainly will be if you keep it up. Answer this question. Does the God who lavishly provides you with his own presence, his Holy Spirit, working these things in your lives, you could never do for yourselves? Does he do these things because of your strenuous moral striving or because you trust him to do them in you? Now that's the Message Bible, Galatians 1, no, Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, first part of 6 maybe. Now, This is what trips me up. I don't know about you, but I do know about me. I end up trying to exercise my self-discipline 
and thinking that I can do better. I can earn it. I can check it off my list. I can, I can, I can, I can. And turns out that I end up thinking more about me and what I can do or what I'm failing at than I think about Jesus with me, about that presence of the Holy Spirit that always is there with me if I'm born from above. Now, this is what Brother Lawrence is talking to us about. This is what, if you get that book and you begin to read and you open the cover, I'm telling you, he is, his message is simple, so simple that somehow in the, in the whole organization of religion, we've lost it. We've lost the basics. At least I think we do. And I'm speaking for myself and you have the right to your opinion. But like I say, you know, if I think this and you think that, but the Bible says this, we're wrong. The Bible's right. So some of what Brother Brother Lawrence says is our sanctification, which is this whole business of saving and being set right and being put holy, you know, sanctification does not depend as much on changing our activities as it does on doing them for God rather than for ourselves. He says the most effective way that we have for communicating with God is to simply be about our ordinary work. What? Think about that. Be about our ordinary work. You can have a love for Jesus and we want to just be caught up in worship for hours and hours. I've been there. Sometimes I still long for that. And there's not that there's something wrong with that. But that isn't necessarily when we are only the closest to his presence. Sometimes we want to run off to Bible college and become part of ministry, and we think that that's how we can do our best for God. And I'm not saying it isn't, but we can be about our ordinary lives and still be in His presence. So, continuing with what Brother Lawrence says, he says, being amongst our ordinary work, Doing it with obedience and out of a pure love of God, that is how we please God. He believed that it was a serious mistake if we think of our prayer time as being different from any other time in our day or our life. Our actions should unite us with God when we are in our daily routines. We do not jump from spiritual things to non-spiritual things. Yeah, think about that. Do I have a perspective and a mindset that if I haven't had my morning prayers and my morning journal or my morning worships or my morning walk or, or whenever it is that you do it, then I haven't done my spiritual checklist? Yeah, sometimes I get caught in there. How about you? But 
if our entire life, our ordinary everyday life and routine isn't non-spiritual, but it's all spiritual because we are, how will that change your mindset? Well, this book says, Brother Lawrence says, that even while you're taking out the garbage or while you're doing your dishes or while you're at work, all of life, we should be practicing his presence. Wow. Okay, how do we practice his presence? Well, when I read from Galatians, it says that clearly that because of what Jesus did for us, we have been given the presence of his Holy Spirit. Now, let's go back to my first waitressing job when I shadowed the head waitress. I learned her moves. I learned her language. I learned where things were. And that's what we get or should get from reading the word is what would Jesus do if he were you or if he were me? What would he do in your life? And when we read the stories of the Lord Jesus and how he interacted with the people on the earth and, and what he did, his character, his personality, his confidence, the relationship he had with the Father, the relationship he had with the disciples, when we read about that, it gives us an example of what Jesus would do. Now, we've been given this presence. So now, I want us to have a look at what practicing that presence maybe can look like. So for this week specifically, I'm going to take the challenge. And I want to talk about it next week. Because I want to imagine that the presence of the Holy Spirit is with me everywhere I go. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows when I get out of bed and when I get back in. He knows when I get dressed and when I don't. He knows how I think about my husband, let alone how I talk to him. He knows how I um, interact with the people in my lives. He knows how I am about my job. He knows how I talk maybe about a coworker to another coworker. He knows how I judge this person or that. He knows what I say to that driver in the car that cut me off. He knows what I say about the company that sent me the bill that seemed so unfair. He knows everything, everything that I do, I say. And I think, now I'm going to practice his presence this week and I ask you to do the same. Remember, his presence is with you all the time. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to get on your knees. You don't even have to get your face in the Bible. You don't have to exactly pray. You need to practice his presence because all of your life, All of your ordinary life is for him and his glory. 
When we become born from above, we did not bring him into our story. We entered his. We need to pay attention. We need to have open eyes and open ears for what he's doing and take our cues in his story. I want to close with a scripture again from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 from the Message Bible. Now this this says, so here's what I want you to do. With God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. So, if you want to reach me or Sharon, our emails are in our show notes. Our websites are minus www.633-wakeup.com and you can find Sharon at www.wildflowerwomen.ca So I want to bless you for being here. I want to bless you for sharing with others. I want to bless you for leaving encouraging words. And I ask you to take this challenge this week. Practice His presence. And I would love to hear from you and your emails of how it's changed your life, because I believe it will. So until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.